welcome to another edition of the Unicorns podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. My guest today is entrepreneur Andrew Campbell. Andrew is the co-founder of GoCatch and the managing director of the Institute of Data. Andrew, welcome to the program. Thanks, Justin. Good to be here. Andrew, what was that initial spark that first drove your entrepreneurship? Yeah, good question. I suppose um, when I was at uni, I was always interested in um, in innovation and um, doing things in different, more efficient sort of ways. And um, being in Sydney, we're a little bit removed from Silicon Valley, but we do have a fairly healthy tech ecosystem now. So um, I guess I can. I guess it always it just goes back to when I was a, um, a student and thinking about doing things differently. And then the idea came for for GoCatch because that was unique at the time. Yeah, oh, I've had a lot of ideas over the years. Um, not all of them have turned into <laughs> viable businesses, obviously. But um, yeah, when GoCatch, the idea for GoCatch came along when I met my co-founder and he was building apps and. Um, I was running a mobile marketing platform, so I was in this, SM, this world of SMS and text messaging, and um, and being a sort of business executive, traveling around, it was a taxis were a bit of a pain. So um, hatched the idea to build an app to connect drivers and passengers directly, disintermediate cab charge, and um, and it worked. It, it took off and um, became a sort of market leading player in Australia in about during the years of 2011 to 2014. And very, a very unique concept for its time, wasn't it? Yeah, there was nothing else around um, at that time in this space, certainly in Australia. Okay, so fast forward now, it's 2020. You are running the Institute of Data. Tell me about that. Well, data is everything these days. Um, it's sort of become apparent over the last 10, 20 years um, anyone, that's, anyone that's in the world of business has seen how technology has become increasingly important to business um, and that ultimately the technology that we're using, the internet, databases, um, marketing platforms, etc., is creating huge amounts of customer data. And now this customer data is so big and so valuable, um, it essentially determines how every company um, perceives its environment and sees the world. So... The, um, the access you have to your own information and the abilities and capabilities that you have as a company to, to analyse and draw insight from that information are extremely important to your competitive advantage. So I kind of saw that um, as I was doing GoCatch and back five years ago and have been sort of working on this idea um, since then. Um, it's culminated in an organisation called the Institute of Data, which is a training and professional development uh, firm that helps people um, learn about data science, AI, and cybersecurity. So, what sort of uh, what sort of students do you do you have coming through the Institute of Data? We've got a really amazing variety of students. They come from diverse backgrounds. We've got the obvious ones like computer science and um, IT uh, folks with those sorts of backgrounds, but also now we're seeing people coming from accounting and finance. Uh, those guys are learning about data. It's essential for their roles. We're seeing marketers, um, retail, um, FMCG people coming through. So almost anything that you can think of. We've even had 
we even had uh, we've had kitchen hands retrain and become cybersecurity professionals, and um, so you can come at data from all walks of life. And are these uh, accredited courses? Where, like when they graduate, how does it work? So we're now working in partnership with uh, UTS. We've been doing working with UTS for years, and now also um, RMIT University in Melbourne. And okay. we accredit the we accredit the students with two certifications. They get a professional accreditation from the Institute of Data, but they also get a certificate from uh, our university partner. And that really that's that's plenty of certification for anyone to get a job. The most important thing is that we teach them practical skills. Um, in order yes. to be able to actually do the job. And we give them a whole bunch of um, really useful... Uh, we're not training people for... Um, we're not training people for the sake of training people uh, and pieces of paper. We're training people to be effective uh, as a data scientist and and, um, and cybersecurity professional. So to that end, who are, who are the trainers? Who is doing the training? Yeah, we only use trainers that have... Um, relevant industry experience. The more industry experience, the better. Um, but we've got some amazing trainers. The, uh, we use professionals that are working in the field um, that have good communication skills and are passionate about helping um, helping educate people. And um, yeah, we've got this amazing uh, we've got this amazing pool of trainers and assistant trainers who um, who all work in. Um, in the data science or the cybersecurity industry, but also um, train for us as well, because uh, the courses run part time in the evenings from six pm okay. to five pm, as well as full time. But yeah, that's that's a sort of general profile of the trainers. So, but but these are people on the front line of the industry. Their jobs are working in data science and cybersecurity, and then they're teaching what they know to. Uh, to these students that are that are looking to start a new career or retrain. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the minute that anything changes um, in industry practice, um, we're onto it, and we're changing the um, the content of the course. Our curriculum is not a static thing that was defined five years ago. Uh, it changes every day with the um, with the changing demands of industry. So who actually puts those courses together? How does that work? Yeah, we, yeah, that's another good one. We, we put them together by bringing – we essentially bring an academic board together of industry mm. professionals. So we'll pick a list of the top um, industry trainers and just convene um, meetings on Zoom or Google Hangouts and we'll um, build out modules and write curriculum and ensure that um, ensure that these things are working working really well. I had some I was, a good example of that is I was on the phone to one of our graduate students who's now working at um, a leading um, property platform in their data team, and he was just telling me about the the processes that that team uses for machine learning deployment, and um, and now we're able to slightly tweak the curriculum so that it contains some of these processes and in that way, keep it current. Do you think it's the case where some university degrees, I know I know, it certainly was, um, if you wind the clock back, that you finish your three-year, four-year degree, enter the big, wide, bad world of the workforce, but you're pretty um, well ill-equipped 
to deal with the demands of um, real work where the skills that you learn perhaps in a university setting are not uh, the best fit for essentially what you learn on the job. Yeah, absolutely. That's completely true. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. Universities are academic institutions, so we shouldn't necessarily expect them to be um, training people for um, vocational vocational or workplace scenarios. But having said that, when you're paying $60,000 for a degree and really what you want at the end of it is a job, um, then maybe uh, maybe that degree maybe the degree isn't the right product for you. Maybe what you want instead is a, a professional development course or a or a boot camp or or something else that's actually designed to get you a job. Well, the whole the whole purpose of this course is to spit out um, trained professionals that could do the job from day one, so that um, so that the tech entrepreneurs of Australia can hire these folks and they're productive. That's why we that's why we built the institute in the first place. So, for our customers, the students, when they do this course, they are um, they can be really confident that they're learning the right skills and that they will get a job at the end of it. It's a good point you raise because as an employer, if you're hiring someone, you want someone who can get in essentially from day one and and do the job, not essentially <laughs> quote a textbook to them. Absolutely. Um, and I've experienced that um, pain point myself. Um, and so has um, Peter Harper, my co-founder in this business. Like we've both hired people, PhD level folks, who have come to work for us. And in some senses, they've been kind of useless from day one. And you've had to train them with practical, common sense things. Um, and then also train them with commercial acumen and train them to be able to engage and interact with other stakeholders and train them with this and train them with that. So may as well start a training company. <laughs> so no doubt um, you've you've had some success stories whereby people who've gone through the institute, done the course, they're finished and bang, they've, they've landed in a new job or they've got new prospects or they've landed something that really appeals to them. Can you give us a sense of... Um, your success uh, with helping um, helping people land jobs. Oh, absolutely! And when you're talking about education, you are we're talking here about people's lives. So um, the success stories are kind of really heartwarming in one sense. It, you, we're really kind of transforming folks um, who uh, from one from one career to another, and making a career transition is not an easy thing to do. So we've had we've had success stories where folks have been in their fifties with a with redundant skills in IT and have retrained, I've been unable to get a job. And then we've they've retrained in data science, and now they're leading teams in Tier One Australian corporations. So um, that's one example. We've got we've got students that have gone on to work at the ATO um, in their data science team over there, and we've got students working for global pharmaceutical companies doing data science now. And then there's the telco companies. So got customers we've got, we've got students who have completed the course um, and then gone on to work on customer churn problems within telcos um, insurance companies everywhere the um, the success stories are really piling up and it's kind of it's fantastic to see what is it that the employers are telling you about the students the candidates that, that are coming out surely you've, you've got some feedback from 
the front line from the people who are actually doing the hiring? Um, yeah, well, the first, they say two things generally. Um, firstly, can we have some more? And then secondly, <laughs> they, um, they, lo- they love the interpersonal skills training that we, um, that we give folks. We've, we've, we've written a large chunk of this. Remember, this is all innovative curriculum that we're talking about. It's not, mm. um, it's not accounting, which has been around for hundreds of years. Um, this is all new stuff. And the, the, the issue with data and cyber professionals, because this is a new profession, yes. the big issue is that within a corporate context, this, this, this stuff this type of work, data and cyber work, is complex and it's confusing. So in order to be effective, these guys have got to have really strong interpersonal skills. They need to ask the right questions. They need to have really strong uh, critical thinking skills. They need to document well. And also they need to present. They need to be able to present to an audience in an engaging way to convey complex ideas. So um, that's the feedback that we're getting is that our investment in those areas of the curriculum is paying off and it's really appreciated by the employers that um, hire our grads. And how long are the courses? Um, this is the other beautiful thing about this um, program. You can, do, you, can do, you can do the course in three months full-time or six months part-time. So you're not, okay. you're yep. not spending three years of your life um, upskilling. And it's, and it's all done remotely, right? You just log into your computer. You're not physically in a classroom with 20 other people. It's all, it's all done remotely? Yep. Uh, the, the course runs Monday to Friday. The full-time course runs Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, but you are able to do it from your home office or laptop, couch, or a, a good quiet space where you can concentrate. Um, or alternatively, we run them 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., Two nights a week, and every second Saturday full time for every second Saturday for a full day, uh, and during the part time program. And yes, you can um, you can log in remotely. It's going to be great to go back to um, the classroom environment. We we run courses out of UTS and RMIT in their in their faculty. Okay. Yep. But until that happens, it's going to be um, remote access only. So how then has um, COVID, coronavirus, impacted your business? By the sounds of things, you've actually got busier rather than because of the people who have either been laid off, retrenched, uh, been made redundant, sacked, whatever it might be. Um, you've, got a, you've got more candidates than ever looking for that fresh start in life and maybe a new career. Yeah, the um, yeah the sad thing is that a lot of people were sort of unemployed. Um, have been made unemployed by COVID, but uh, we've been um, we've been able to put together some scholarship uh, packages for those folks and help them to retrain um, with reduced fees. Um, and ultimately, that's resulted in um, a pretty significant increase in um, in folks retraining. So. Um, We've had to reformat the product to work um, in a pure remote access format. Yep. Um, and yep. we've had to do a lot of work to train trainers on how to do that to maximise engagement. But yeah, ultimately, um, it's a good time to. It's a really good time for anyone to do a course like this now. Um, so we've been seeing pretty strong growth in enrolments. 
And so it's it's focused on cybersecurity and data science at the moment. Are there any other streams or verticals that you're looking at getting into? Yes, there are. So we'll be doing a data-driven marketing course shortly. Data is impacting and changing um, almost every job role and job function. Um, so over the over the coming years, we'll roll out additional courses um, in different areas. But at the moment, um, yeah, data science and AI um, plus cybersecurity, and then shortly we'll have a uh, marketing uh, a marketing relevant product as well. Because these are, like, I think it's very clever what you're doing. These are the true jobs of the future in many ways. These are the jobs that did not exist uh, two or three years ago. And and that curriculum, that's why it's so important to, I suppose, use the trainers who are in field at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the growing amount of data, we, we have so much data in the world already and it's it's just growing and it's increasingly important for all businesses to protect it um, importantly and also um, use it for competitive advantage because if you're not, um, then your competitors are and ultimately um, they'll beat you. So given it is now at the moment anyway, purely online, uh, where are your students coming from? Is it um, is it largely east coast australia or is it is it all over all over australia or internationally give us a sense of the geography yeah um well it's sort of representative of the population we um we're strong in sydney and melbourne and the east coast as you've as you've said um but people are studying this court we've had people study and dial in from perth um remote areas but also now singapore we're running cohorts up in singapore um, okay. Tell tell us about that. Yeah. The um. Well, we're, we're trading in Singapore. We um. We have our um. It's a regulated industry up there, and we have our accreditation from the uh, Singaporean government, and we're running our first cohort through there now. Um. It's yeah. It's an exciting time. That the the Singaporean government is very forward thinking, um. In regards to data and cybersecurity, so they've been. They've been really supportive of um, of us setting up the institute there, and um, yeah, the uh, the, the uh, Singaporean citizens are taking to it really well. We've got great trainers up there, and um, we're now able to sort of cross pollinate ideas between um, the data professionals in Singapore and the data professionals in um, here in Australia. You hear a lot of people bemoaning the fact that finding data experts is a very hard thing to do. What is your experience with respect to the talent pool in Australia uh, with expertise in data science and cybersecurity? Yeah, well, I would agree with them. Um, and that's sort of why we started the Institute in the first place. So um, now it's uh, different. We've got, um, I mean, they're still hard to find, but um, if you work yeah. with the Institute of Data, we've got lots and lots of them. We've got um, we've got folks at uh, at all levels. So we've got the we've got the best computer vision people in Australia. We've got because uh, our trainers, remember, are also practitioners. So um, we've got some fantastic industry leading um, professionals that train our students we've got graduates and alumni we've got assistant trainers we've got do the trainers poach your students 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> these guys are going through a professional network. So as you know, when you, when you, when you make a contact through, one of the, through a course like this, you study in the MBA has been my experience, and um, you meet someone that's really good, then you, um, you end up making friends and um, you end up doing stuff in business together. And saying, listen, I've actually got a job, finish the course, and then I'll hire you. Yeah, absolutely. That happens all the time. Like little consulting businesses form with um, with our students and um, graduates. Um, the trainers might hire you into one of their teams. We've got graduates coming back to sort of mentor future or mentor the current students, and then they connect them with the HR manager in their team. And so there's there's all of this really fertile um, connectivity happening. Obviously, getting something like this off the ground, um, while it's a great idea, takes um, takes some cash. How have you funded this to date, and what are your plans going forward? Um, yeah, well, the we've been um, we've been uh, pretty efficient with our use of capital in the business. I guess you could say that. Like um, Peter and I have both started and run businesses before, so we. Um, we know how to operate and grow them. The um, the experience that I had um, with GoCatch raising tens of millions of dollars for that business and uh, and deploying it fairly efficiently taught me taught me some valuable lessons. Um, we haven't yet raised any um, any equity funding for uh, the Institute of Data. We've just grown it based on our own. We just invested in ourselves and uh, and bootstrapped it essentially, grown it with existing. Um, existing cash flows so at some point we may um we may consider um taking on investment um but at the moment the the business is really quite healthy and growing growing sort of uh 2x year on year um you mentioned singapore uh, are there any other countries internationally that you've got your eyes on what about say uh in other parts of asia or even say europe or north america w- would that work yeah, North America is a market that's highly receptive to this and very large. And um, there's 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 plenty of um, there's plenty of activity happening up there. But we think we've got a um, we think we have a really nice niche in that um, in that market. Um, yeah, Europe as well, and different parts of um, different parts of Asia would be relevant. Um, there's India would be huge. There's there's so much opportunity for growth. We need to just um, Focus and prioritize. And is there any other business or, or company that's that's doing a similar thing, or are you sort of flying the flag out there on your own with with your unique product offering? Oh yeah, there's always similar there's always similar businesses around. Education is an enormous market, and Australia does really well um, with education. It's a it's a large part of our economy. Uh, we've got a good brand as a nation. Um, when people consider purchasing education, um, it does. It is a little bit ripe for um, sort of innovation and disruption. I mean, we've got, and then and all of the universities in Australia are going through that now. They've just been, they've just been smashed with a drop in with the drop in uh, overseas international student numbers. Yeah, yeah. So they're all um, they're all working hard to um, reduce costs and. Uh, find new sources of revenue and uh, and innovate. And in terms of the the student experience, there's plenty. There's a lot of opportunity for improvement there, where we can 
um, more effectively con- connect um, connect students to employment outcomes at the end of it. So if, if you're going to invest, if you're going to invest sixty, a hundred thousand dollars in a uh, in a in an education product for yourself, it's a, that's a major purchase. That's bigger than bigger than most cars and um it's up it's all it's up there with um a house mm. purchase it's a significant investment uh you want to make sure that it's going to um yield a return for you it's always a pleasure catching up with you andrew campbell there he is andrew campbell the managing director of the institute of data joining us on the unicorns podcast today andrew thank you very much for your time no worries thanks justin great to chat Thank you.